So let's go into our thought leaders, storytellers and griots and into the second story, which is one that I think might interest you. Christopher Sasbo is a professor and a psychiatrist. He's an honorary professor in the Department of Psychiatry at Wits University and an emeritus professor in its Faculty of Health Sciences. He started a podcast which focuses on what he describes as the strangeness of the human mind. Ain't that the truth? Prof, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. So the podcast is titled Beyond Madness. What do you mean by that? Well, I think what the podcast aims to do is to take the listener behind the scenes. I think that, you know, psychiatry is associated with madness, mental illness. Um, but what I aim to do with the podcast is to talk about psychiatry with fellow psychiatrists and uh, other thought leaders, psychologists, and uh, others relevant to whatever topic we're talking about, to just talk about psychiatry. So... And basically taking you out of the immediate clinical situation and looking at some of the issues in psychiatry, which although they emanate from within psychiatry, are very much linked to society. Because I think that nothing happens in a vacuum. And there is a link between what happens in uh, psychiatric practice and there is relevance for the broader society. So that's what we aim to do, to look at issues along those lines. Professor Sosbo, um, one of the things that you've noted is you've mentioned psychiatry and you mentioned psychology. Perhaps yes. you could really clearly, 101, explain what the difference is between psychology and psychiatry. Well, I think, first of all, to state there are many similarities in that we both work with the same patients. We work in similar ways sometimes, but we can also work differently, specifically Psychiatrists are qualified medical doctors first, who then undertake several years, at least four years, of specialist training in the discipline of psychiatry, where they work at psychiatric institutions or in psychiatric settings. They also then have to undertake various examinations through the Colleges of Medicine of South Africa to obtain their fellowship in psychiatry. They also have to complete a research project to get their master's in medicine. So there is a medical background to uh, one underpinning for psychiatry, where psychology comes from the humanities, and they have an, an undergraduate uh, BA degree then going on to honors and masters in clinical psychology. So it still doesn't explain what is psychiatry and what is psychology. If I come to you as the psychiatrist, what am I coming to you for if I go to a psychologist? Well, I think that you would probably come for similar things, uh, essentially emotional distress, struggling with your emotions or behavior such that it impacts on your ability to function. I think that there are different ways of approach. So the psychologist would be more about the talking therapies exclusively, whereas psychiatry has the possibility of uh, prescribing medication as well as the talking therapies. Remembering that psychiatry is a biopsychosocial discipline in terms of how we understand the causation and how we understand the management of, 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 of illness. And both of us, in terms of psychologists and psychiatry, can work together on the same patient, where yeah. psychiatrists might, in certain instances, prescribe the medication. Psychologists might be more involved in certain instances in terms of the talking therapies. That, and there are various types of talking therapies, and that's a discussion in its, in its, in its 
own right. But all psychiatrists have as a requirement a need to be competent in the so-called talking therapies, psychotherapy, as well as being able to prescribe and looking at the patient holistically because, remember, we are medical doctors. Mm. So we look at the patient as a doctor looks at the patient. So we know that depression post-COVID has been something, mental wellness, mental health, has been something that people um, have been focusing on far more than pre-COVID. My question would be, so if I was feeling depressed on a daily basis, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning, um, and that wasn't because I'd partied too hard the night before, mm. but I just felt terrible. I felt like defensive. I felt lonely, but I also didn't want to go out and meet people. I'm trying to think of what all those. What would my step be? Would I then go to my doctor who would then prescribe yes. a psychiatrist and a psychologist, or how would that work? Well, I think that ideally you would have a general practitioner who you would consult. They would then obviously assess the situation, which they might be able to manage themselves, or they may determine who might be most appropriate for you to consult should they not be able to manage the situation. So I think that from a, uh, a medical point of view, that would ideally be your first port of call. However, before that, one, uh, you did mention the word lonely, but I think that ideally one actually speaks to a trusted family member or yeah. friend. I think you know, those kinds of relationships are very important and very uh, 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 helpful in terms of a first port of call. Yeah. And sometimes, as I say, I mean, there's the old cliche, a problem shared is a problem halved. And I think just looking at the, the difficulties that one is experiencing in terms of being able to share, I think is very important. Failing which, of course, your general practitioner may be the first port of call and then onwards from there, if necessary, to the necessary professional. So one of our listeners, he's a regular listener, Chapter 2, has said... Um, Hi, I, I'm interested to, to know something. Okay, let me find the space. It's a long, um, it's a long message. I'm going to just try and find the core of it. No I believe everything in life is first born in thought, and I discovered a method of thought intensification where I could summon a realistic position thought into a reality in a short space of time. But the process is deeply driven through emotion. So I would break my sleep at an odd hour in total darkness and silence. I would relax and summon the thought five times repeatedly, each time slowing down fractionally. I would then distract myself, smile, and go back to sleep. I've discovered something that I'm not familiar with. I would think that what Chapter 2 is talking about is, in fact, without maybe him even realizing, is true meditation. Is that something that uh, you and uh, your ilk would, would suggest as well? Well, I think what you're really talking about is self-management. Call it what you will. I mean, it yeah. does sound meditative to me. And I think maybe um, that's where we should start, yeah. actually. Never mind who you share it with. or. And I think part of self-management is knowing who, how to manage yourself, because each one of us is different. So for this particular individual, they've come across something which really works. And that's fantastic, actually. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think most importantly for me as a psychiatrist is that you, the patient, in this instance the person's not a patient, they are just simply describing their experience, but it's you, the person, or you, the patient, actually feels better. And if what you're doing is not destructive and it takes you to a point of, 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 of emotional uh, comfort and stability, fantastic. I think self-management is very important, and so kudos to that person. 
I suppose in closing, one of the, 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 the absolutely critical ways of thinking about things like um, health, mental health, psychiatry, psychology, um, some people may say, well, I'd rather just go to my um, Sangoma. There's a whole list of ways, ways of going. And what that really talks to is um, the issue of cross-cultural engagement and how we engage differently uh, yeah. with uh, different cultures and different approaches. Well, I think that one of the episodes of the podcast, the first episode, in fact, of these most recent 15, available on cliffcentral.com, as well as Spotify, Apple and Google, I've got to plug it, um, dealt with traditional healers and the role that traditional healers play in the lives of many, many millions of South Africans. And I think that that specific episode put it in context, and I think the traditional healers have an important role to play, actually. It's not always one that's well appreciated or necessarily fully understood, and I think that's what the purpose of the particular podcast was to really unpack that and to look at where they fit in to the health system. So one has to actually conceptually shift how you think of, of, of traditional healers potentially, and they certainly have a role to play. And I think cultural issues and belief systems are very important in terms of informing how a patient might experience uh, the world and how it might impact on them and where they may initially seek and feel comfortable to seek uh, uh, assistance. Professor Christopher Tsaisbo is psychiatrist and honorary professor at the Department of Psychiatry at Fitz University. He's also an emeritus professor in the Faculty of Health and Science, looking at a new podcast called The Strangeness of the Human Mind. And uh, you can find it on uh, various different platforms. I think also, uh, if you want to, you should go out and look for a book called Ancestry, A-N-C-E-S-T-O-R-Y. It's been written by Nokolinda Mkise, who is a Sangoma. She's an extraordinary, extraordinary woman. And the book is just a, a wonderful way to look at how we look at wisdom of um, African forms, how we go back into time, how we look at cultural intelligence and uh, address the life that we have ahead of us through looking at the past. So check it out. It's called Ancestry. And it is written by Nokolinde Nkise. She's been a practicing Sangoma since um, about 2008. So she really has a long journey behind us and indeed in front of us as well. We're moving into the close of the first hour. And just to note that in our second hour, we've got lots. We're going to talk to a group, a trio of young women. They're uh, all around 16 or odd. And they have just uh, bagged an award for... <laughs> I don't even know how one thinks of this. For thinking about um, how you can make coal from nuts. So they figured out a way of um, looking at marula nuts and creating coal for that as well. So brilliant idea, and we look forward to chatting to them and finding out a whole bunch more. We'll also find out about um, how the Vitz Planetarium has gone digital. We'll focus on that one as well. And we've got lots to offer you in word domination. And, of course, don't forget that our one and only guest presenter today will be the wonderful Nokotula Mazibuko Imsimang. She's an extraordinary author and has lots to note as well. 